This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show, our 8am Raw Reaction Series every single day at 8am UK time, where you can come and join me and chat about the latest Arsenal Transfer news. We keep you up to date with all the latest information, break it down, react to it and ultimately get your thoughts as well in our fantastic chat box. Thank you so much for everyone that is tuning in every single day. There's so many of you that are taking this show um, and making it basically part of your morning routine, which is which is absolutely wonderful, to be honest. I really didn't expect kind of the show to, to go as well as it is. I don't know why. It's transfer news you think it would do, but uh, it still really does kind of hit me back every single time. We read through the comments, and I appreciate all the support that you've been showing over the last few weeks, uh, a couple of weeks now, and we're nearly getting to that 15-day mark. You know who you are if you've doubted me doing these shows every single day. We're going to keep pushing through for the rest of the season and, of course, into the summer transfer window. I'll be keeping you up to date with everything that you need to know. Of course, yesterday we did produce a tactical breakdown video on Dennis Zakaria. If you've not yet checked it out, please make sure you do. It's an interesting insight into the player that we have been linked to so far this summer. Uh, with some expert insight and some t- statistical analysis. Always a difficult word to say. And, uh, of course, a lot more as well. So without further ado, let's crack on with today's show and start off with news from Arteta's interview with Sky Sports, um, in which he basically turned around and gave us a little bit of insight into what we can expect, um, what he's excited about, what he's looking at for this summer. And he says, we have an incredible opportunity. I am so excited because I know what we can do with the size and resources we are going to have. I think the owners are going to be really involved. I think they will be really supportive. Um, Now... (laughs) Take this with the biggest grain of salt that you have ever seen, because the amount of times we've been told to expect big things time and time again, and yet it just has not come to the fore, is a really obviously realistic expectation of Arsenal. It just we we don't turn out and do the things that we want the club to do. It sucks. 
but it's the reality that we live in right now. I think it's positive to hear those words and these interviews. And obviously, this is not included in the press conference. This was directly to Sky Sports ahead of Arsenal's game against Chelsea this evening. Um, It's just, as Dave says in the chat, scepticism levels off the charts on this right now. And that's where I feel. I feel the same way, Dave. I can't help but be sceptical about this type of information, these words, because... It's just so many times we've been let down as Arsenal fans after hearing these types of things. But the thing is now is that there is nowhere to hide. You, We can look at this in a number of ways. We could be, as Dave says, and I agree with him, sceptical, and you should be. But another way that we could look at it is go, okay, then, fine. I'm going to take your word as gospel, Mikel. Now go out and show me that you're serious. Go out and show us that you're going to get your business done early. You're going to get a lift to the fan base. You're going to lift us up and hopefully bring us what we desperately need to take us forwards. But if you mug us off again and you go out and spend $22 on Gabriel and then wait until transfer deadline day before you make a proper signing, not that Gabriel wasn't, but you get my drift, that's just not going to do it. It's not going to cut it. So we need to see proactiveness in the market. We need to see them being ruthless. We need to see a big overhaul of the squad and getting in money for our players and making quick decisions on players as well, not lingering and dithering. Get the job done, get it done quick, and get it done right. It's as simple as that. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box this morning. Good morning, guys. Uh, Satya Brett says, last time I was up this early, we were still being linked with our Of course, we will get on to the little Frenchman very soon. Uh, Kevin, welcome to the chat, mate. Uh, morning, social. Uh, morning, Satya Brett. Morning, Jashar. Morning, Matt G. Morning, Omar. All of you guys in the chat box. Thank you ever so much. Josh says, Tom, you are keeping me alive with these shows with our season being over. Love the work, mate. Thank you ever so much. Much appreciate the support as always and your kind comments in the chat box, guys. And of course, in the comment section, I genuinely do keep this show going. It really does give you that motivation that I need uh, when Arsenal is this poor right now. Let's go on to our kind of first transfer story. And this is regarding Eduardo Camavinga, the Ren French 18-year-old midfielder that we've been linked with over the last week or so. Believe it or not, this may come as a big surprise, but things may not have been as hopeful as they first appeared with him. Um, Supposedly, talks have taken place between him and PSG, and it was very interesting on our podcast on Monday evening earlier in the week where we sat down with Chris, Chris Carpenter from Burka Wonderland. He obviously knows his French football inside out. And he turned around and said that he wouldn't be very surprised if this news story was effectively used as a bit of a bargaining chip to help him get a big move this summer. And, oh, wait, look what's happened days later. He's now being linked with that move to PSG. Maybe that was that that was definitely the case. A lot of people realised that from the start. A lot of people got very, very excited. But we can fairly say that it was a load of rubbish. And ultimately, we were being used as a bargaining chip. As Tom says in the chat, you don't say. So there you go. That's that kind of done, finished, over. Forget about Camavinga. We were used. Classic Arsenal being used as a bargaining chip with a rumour leaked to the media. So there you go on that one. Let's go on to our next story, which is Hector Bellerin. Now, you may obviously, I don't know why I say may, I know all of you will be following Fabrizio Romano throughout the summer transfer window and getting all your latest transfer information and the scoops that he provides. And for a certain fee, you can see him on any podcast you like. Um, but obviously, when you look at him as a journalist, he knows his stuff and he's reliable and he, pr- he prints out the stuff that turns out to 
to be very much the case. And he was talking about the fact that Hector Bellerin can be um, someone that obviously is going to leave Arsenal. It looks like he's going to leave Arsenal. He has no intention of signing a new contract with the club. He has two years left on his deal. There is interest from outside. There's no specific proposal been made yet, but he has told the club that he wants to move on. We've kind of known this for a little bit now, but that was kind of the news that dropped yesterday that we are planning very much without Hector Bellerin in our plans and he is planning very much his future without Arsenal in his plans. So it's probably the right time to move on Bellerin. I mean, I don't know I say probably. It's definitely the right time to move Bellerin on. You may have seen that we did a poll on Twitter uh, yesterday morning that's got a hell of a lot of responses. It all spurns from Vinny, one of our members' ideas in the Discord server. And it's fair to say it's gone successfully well. And there's going to be a little bit of a show later on today breaking down those results as well. So make sure you stick around for that. Uh, make sure you're subscribed for all that content as well when you're dropping likes on the video, of course. But Bellerin... Uh, unsurprisingly was a very kind of let's sell him uh, outcome from the poll that we did on him. So you'll be able to get all of the information and the breakdown of those statistics and the data that we collected a little bit later today, most likely in the afternoon. Let's move on then to our main kind of end of our transfer stories. And this man's name has cropped up once again Hussem Awa, um, the Leon midfielder, is apparently available now for around 30 million, which when you consider how much they were asking for last summer, his price has dropped an insane amount in that time. And there are a number of reasons for that. Obviously, one, pandemic. Two, contract shortens. Number three is that the season that he's had. He's had a very mixed season for Leon. Leon have had a very decent season. They're still trying to get into the top four. And if it weren't for a very uber competitive, no pun intended, by the way, for Liga um, this season, if it wasn't a case where it was a massively uber competitive season, Leon would certainly be in a Champions League spot. Um, they look like they might miss out because of how good Monaco and Lille, of course, have been on top of the usual contenders in PSG. Um, but he really hasn't been an influential player. For a player that was described to be Leon's best, he has been far and away not that this season. Um, they've definitely kind of really used the help of plenty of other players. I mean, even in the midfield, Kakare, for instance, has really come to the fore in that in that side. But Awar has been on the bench. He's He's been brought off at times. And this really, for me, has highlighted what we talked about 12 months ago when we covered Awar in the transfer window, we did a lot of breakdowns. We did a lot of analysis. We did a tactical breakdown on him, which you can still check out. I'll make sure to leave a link to that and you can get our thoughts and feelings all from a year ago. My thoughts may have been very different because I didn't really know anything about him. But now having really researched him and looked into him a year later, everything that Jeremy Smith said in that tactical breakdown is effectively, for me anyway, come true. He's a player that when Leon are playing well, he's great. Mesut Ozil, remember when Arsenal played well, Mesut Ozil played very well. But when Arsenal weren't great, he wasn't the type of player to drag us forwards. And that is certainly the kind of character that I get from Awar, is that when things for Leon weren't particularly going very well, he himself is a bit of a passenger at times. He's not a protagonist in the team. He doesn't pick up Leon and drag them to victories. He emphasises their good play when he is and they is playing well. And I don't want that type of player. I want a player that is protagonistic in the team. I want your Kieran Tierney's. I want your Thomas Partey's. I want these players that will take a game by the scruff of the neck and drag it to victory. Your Bukayo Sackers and your Mill Smith throws, they've got the potential to be those guys. 
I've seen flashes of Pepe sometimes, very few so far, but I'm praying that he can bring that element to his game in a lot more frequency. But for me, Awar is not that. Um, Buendia is the guy that I want. Buendia is someone that has dragged Norwich up to the Premier League again. His goals, his assists, his attitude, his determination, his driving games. He is a protagonistic figure in a team. And Awar just simply isn't for me. Um, and, and that's a really big problem when I look at someone, if we should go for him. And I think the fact that um, his fee has dropped so considerably tells you everything that we need to know. And that Edu deserves a lot of praise for going for Partey instead of Awar last summer and making that executive decision in the end. Because I think that will work out for us much, much better in the long run. Let's have a look at what you guys are saying in regards to Awar. Omar says, Awar, we have no chance, Tom. Well, ironically, we actually do have a chance because of his feed dropping so much. Pablo agrees with me, saying Buendia instead of Awar, in my opinion. Um, Josh says, to be fair, Awar would be good if Erdogan does go back. Again, I just have a lot of kind of reservations about the guy. £25 million player now can't get into the France team. Um, social using the pun that we've seen time and time again. It's really not Awar's hour right now. Uh, Ansgar Vangas, uh, Wagner says, I'm fine getting Awar as long as we get Buendia as well. Not asking for much, are you? Not asking for much whatsoever. Um John says, I really don't think splurging all of our budget on a Grealish is the right thing to do. We need to rebuild the squad. No more marquee signings. I don't necessarily mean you have to rule out marquee signings. I think you can make marquee signings that are of a figure between 30 and 40 million pounds. I think you can get those snips. I'd look at Basuma for 30 million as a still a bit of a marquee signing because it's different. It's new for Arsenal. It's a player that improves us in the midfield. And it's a player that's at the top of his game for his club. He's not a surplus player. He's not willing to he's not being let go of because he's not needed they desperately want to keep him and i look at a marquee player as someone who makes a difference in a side and i think that basuma is that you can look at kieran tierney for me as a bit of a marquee player the amount he's changed arsenal marquee doesn't necessarily have to be your huge huge names for me a marquee player is someone that's a good piece of business that comes in and really has a massive impact on the team that's a marquee player and that's what I want to see Arsenal go for. I think you can get your hyper players like your Grealishes that cost huge amounts of money. And don't get me wrong, he would also count in that bracket. But for the money that it would cost, you can get two, possibly even three marquee players for the same fee that you're looking at for Jack Grealish. And I think that's why it's important to think about that. Now, let's have a look at uh, the three targets that have cropped up over the last 28 to 48 hours that um, <laughs> are mixed in their hype let's say in regards to how i feel about the first one is this guy musa dembele uh from atletico madrid france midfielder of course who spent the season on loan at madrid from leon another leon player and there's going to be another one in a second as well um but <laughs> this one is this one stinks of arsenal i tell you this this is the most arsenal link i have ever seen uh so far this summer anyway is a player that isn't better than what we've already got. I don't think he's any better than, than Lacazette, to be honest. I don't think he would give you anything better than Lacazette. His age is obviously a lot better. He might be available for an okay fee. They're talking around £25 million, which you say is okay. I think is that is excessive. He's gone to Atletico Madrid because it wasn't working out for him really at Lyon, despite scoring a fair few goals last season. I think he got 15, 16 goals last season in Liga. Um, but has been far and away outshone by the likes of Memphis Depay and... 
he's now gone to Atletico Madrid and he could barely get a game. Obviously, he has suffered with a couple of health issues, which is obviously not his fault. But in the performances that he's been on, in the games that I've seen him come off the bench for Atleti, nothing. No goals, no assists, no drive, no, 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 no. Just, just no. No, thank you. Um, it's, it's been nice. I appreciate the link, but... Just, just not for me. If I mean, we'll, we'll probably end up doing a breakdown and giving you some more insight on him if, if the links persist. But it's yeah, I I'm not keen. Uh, it's fair to say at all. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box um, and what you're saying in here. Uh, Nikomo says uh, this is so laughable because I think the budget allocated to our tech will be between twenty and thirty million. Um, Abdullah says, Oh, yes, another window where we're linked with the biggest names in Europe just for us to sign Buffon on loan. <laughs> Neil Gunner says, No, 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 I don't want this guy. He's the most unpredictable striker ever. Yonit Max says, Moussa Dembele has miles ahead of Edouard if they are of similar value. I'd prefer him 1000%. Yonik, I think maybe go and watch him. Is <laughs> what I'd say. Seal says he is homegrown is the only advantage. And Scar says if we get if we go for Dembele and why not go for Edouard? It makes much more sense. Social says proven prem talent is what we should sign. Get us back to performing. Uh, Akshat says uh, hard pass health scare plus hasn't started for Atletico all of this season. They do have obviously some very decent players, but even when Suarez has been injured, which is why they got him in really. Um, he still hasn't played. So that's another uh, big, big issue. Jody says, why don't we go for Ivan Tony for 35 million? I'm not a big fan of Ivan Tony personally. I don't think he's what, I don't think he would fit Arsenal very well personally. Joe Weston says, we are supposed to be improving the first 11. This is the type of signing a board with no ambition would make. I have to agree. John Wayne says, I'd love for both sides to see Laka swapped with Eduard. I think Laka would be a god at Celtic. Um, and might show us up for making that choice. Uh, Tom says we might as well go for Edouard if we go for a young French striker. Uh, and Guy says Arteta might bring back Giroud, which would be a hell of a turn up for the books. Um, let's go on to our next uh, player, which is Angisa from Fulham. Now, this is an interesting one because I have seen a lot of Arsenal fans this season uh, look at Angisa and say that this is a player that we should go for. That this is a player that Arsenal fans of note have in the past turned their noses up at. I've said, no, not good enough for Arsenal. I actually think he's shone it in this Fulham team this season. I think he's been by far one of their, if not their standout player, along with someone else we're going to talk about very soon. And should he be playing in a very different team? I mean, I look at, say, how Genie Wijnaldum played at Newcastle See how he's moved. I'm not talking about them as saying the players. I'm just talking about the concept. Wijnaldum at Newcastle goes to Liverpool and obviously the emphasis and the, the improvement there. I have a feeling that Anguissa would kind of be a bit similar as, as the likes of Wijnaldum, how his trajectory went if he was to move to a bigger team. I just, that's how I see that. I'm not saying he's world-class yet. I'm not saying he's at the level of Basuma, to be honest. Um, but what I would say is that don't turn your nose up at it because um, it's an interesting one. He's 25 years of age, so he's still got to go into his prime. It's not too much of a risk. I don't think it would cost a lot either. And maybe you can even bring him in on top of another centre midfielder. I mean, we could you could look to bring in Basuma and then bring in this guy as an additional player in your midfield if you were going to... I mean, we're letting go of Ceballos. We're probably going to let go of Maitland-Niles. We could see Elneny leave at this rate. We dealt with Matteo Ganduzi, Torreira. They're all going to go. So... 
I don't I don't see any problem in say bringing him in as kind of another option, but I would want to see us still bring in the likes of Basuma or a someone else, a Rodriguez, etc. On top of this, uh, but I think it's an absolutely fine signing if we made it. And I don't think it would cost us necessarily a lot of money, um, but it shouldn't be kind of the the primary option. It should not be what we're going for. It should be done as kind of a a depth option, someone that you're uh, going to add to the team to rotate in, to give minutes if necessary. But I think he's actually uh, a very decent player and someone that you shouldn't turn your nose up at. Uh, before I go into the chat box, we're going to have a look at another Fulham player, the last one of today, and that is Joachim Anderson. Now, Anderson, if it isn't Angisa, it certainly is Anderson who's been the Fulham standout player of the season. He isn't Fulham's player. He is on loan from Leon, making it our third Leon player of the video so far today um <laughs> he is obviously we were linked to anderson last uh not last was it last summer i think it was two two summers ago we were linked to uh, anderson when he was at sampdoria he was playing alongside dennis pratt at the time and we were actually linked in a double move for both anderson and dennis pratt in that same summer it didn't happen Anderson ended up going to Leon, and Dennis Pratt ended up going to Leicester. Um, but when, obviously, I'd look at those two signs now, and that would actually kind of been a, a bit of an astute piece of business that summer, bringing both of them in for the fees that they went for. Anderson is a very, very solid defender. And if he wasn't playing in one of the worst teams in the league this season, and I really think people have overrated Fulham and, and Scott Parker. They scored, they've won five games all season. That's just put that into perspective for a second, five games. And yet people are talking about Scott Parker like he could be the next Arsenal manager. Um, but Anderson has been a standout player for them. He's been consistent. He's been let down by the quality of players around him and in part the coaching, I feel, as well. He'll go back to Leon as an improved, valued asset at the club and they can certainly make a decent fee. The fee that's being talked about is about £20 million for this guy. And with David Luiz leaving... People are talking about Anderson being a guy that can replace kind of that position on the pitch. He's 24 years of age. He doesn't necessarily add you that experience, um, but he's someone that I think has proven in the Premier League to be of the quality that he deserves to remain at the top tier of English football and has shown that. Danish international, I think you're looking at someone there who is a very impressive player um, and someone that would go on to do some decent things. And I would be absolutely fine. If Arsenal went in, I would say that if you did sign him, it probably spells the end for someone like Mavropanos at the club and you would look to say, but if you're telling me that we could make 15 to 20 million quid for Mavropanos, I mean, I know that's unlikely because Stuttgart, did they have that amount of money? I don't know. But if you're telling me that we're going to make a decent fee for Mavropanos and a lot of that was going to go into signing Joachim Anderson, I'd be all right with that. I would be okay with that because I think he's a very competitive, competitive, competent uh, defender and someone that would add a lot of quality to this Arsenal team for sure. Let's get your thoughts and feelings from all of today's uh, thoughts and feelings on the players that we've been linked to. Look, most recently, Anderson, of course. Tom says, Anderson wasn't deemed good enough for Leon. He probably won't be uh, to the level that we need. Tom, I'll stop you for a second. You don't want to think about players in that way. Time and time again, Arsenal fans, and me and Hugh, was he used the term snobby at times uh, and that people really can be about players 
just because someone a year ago, two years ago, was deemed not good enough for a certain team does not mean all of a sudden that they are a bad player. You look at Kevin De Bruyne, not good enough for Chelsea. Salah, not good enough for Chelsea. The amount of players that have had a bad season or a bad couple of years or just not good enough at the same time for one team in one moment does not necessarily mean you write them off for the rest of their careers, especially after they've had a season at Fulham, like Anderson has, where he's played exceptionally well. You can't think about players in such a broad sense. You need to look at them for their qualities. You need to look at their trajectory, how they've improved, how they've moved through their career. And Anderson is, at the moment, from what we've seen, on an upward trajectory. It's as simple as that for me. Um, I just It does frustrate me. And I'm not, I'm not attacking you at all. I just think that it's... It does frustrate me at times when we look at a player based off of a bad season a year ago and go, no thanks. Um, not inter- I mean, Camavinga, for instance, had an awful season this year in, by his stands. It really wasn't a good season for him whatsoever at Wren. You look at his last season um, when he got into the, I mean, when he was getting so, so many good raving views and linked to Real Madrid, but Camavinga this season has, has been nowhere near as good as he was last season. He admitted that himself. It doesn't mean people start writing him off because of one bad year. It's really important that you don't do that. Um, And you look at kind of the broad spectrum and the trajectory and kind of the focus of the future about where these players can move and go to. Um, Let's have a look at what you guys say in the chat. below. She says, hey, Tom, I see a lot of Gunas are okay with Arsenal signing Ryan Bertrand on a free as a left-back option. What do you think? Would it be another solution uh, or would it be like Willian's situation? I'm in a I'm in the Bertrand camp right now because I think it's not for me it's not like Willian because we know without a shadow of a doubt that Tierney is our number one left back. And if he's fit, Tierney plays. If he's not fit, we are so, so weak in that left back role. Bertrand's had an indifferent season this year at Southampton. Beyond this season, he has been very good for Southampton and he was very decent for Chelsea as well. Won a Champions League. I know it was a very fortunate one, but he won one there. And for me, he's a Premier League standard player. I think he comes in on a free transfer. He's not going to cost the world in terms of wages. Maybe you're looking at sizable wages, but it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg uh, or a big signing on fee. I think it differs from the Willian situation because Willian was competing with Pepe, who has been up and down has not had the most successful time since leaving Lille. So it's very different. I think it's good cover. It's Premier League quality. And it's fine. And it's not... I mean, Cedric, if you if you're trying to compare the two, Southampton wanted to let Cedric go. He was. They were fine. They had Carl Walker-Peters there. They had players that can also deputise. Uh, they're desperate to keep Bertrand. They are absolutely gutted to be seeing him go. And the news that broke yesterday was that Bertrand's basically, his contract talks have have broken down with Southampton and he looks like he's going to be going. There are three clubs interested, ourselves, Monaco, and I want to see AC Milan are also interested as well. So, I mean, you look at the clubs, Monaco are up there competing for the title this season. AC Milan are up there at the top of Serie A as well with, obviously they were chasing into Milan earlier on this season, but trailed off a little bit. That tells you for me as well as an indication of how highly rated he is going to be on the market this summer should he leave on a free transfer. Uh, John Wayne says, Tom, could you find uh, any info about the young English left-back named Buchanan? Uh, We've been linked to him and he's been regarded by Rooney as England's next left-back. I have heard a little bit and I've heard quite a few people actually sending me some messages and leaving comments about this guy. I don't know a thing 
Um, but if there are any links made between him and Arsenal, we'll, of course, endeavour to do the research and get the expert insight for you. But I can't put the resources and time into it if we are not linked to him yet. But uh, if we do see a link, or if you are, if you do start seeing Arsenal link to him, then send us a DM over on Twitter at the Good Talk TV, and uh, we'll get on it as quickly as feasibly possible. Um, Wilson says up and down. Tom Williams, no, I was talking about Pepe, not William, mate. <laughs> I was talking about Pepe. Don't don't get me wrong, Williams been dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> was not talking about William being up and down again whatsoever. Social DRG says another Johnny Evans. Fans turning their noses up yet yeah, again, time and time again. Um, Eamon says, what do you think about a Zacharia Xhaka swap deal? I'm not a fan of it personally. I don't think Zacharia is far and away that much better, if at all, than Granite Xhaka is right now. Uh, the stats show that. The, the, the combination show that. People who watch both of them tell me that. Uh, I mean, you talked to Drew. I, I said I sent him a text saying Zachariah yesterday before we did the tactical breakdown. His immediate response was, "Well, he doesn't get in the team over Xhaka right now." So that's I know what people think about Xhaka, but it's just the fact of the matter is is that he wouldn't necessarily give us. Plus, he's coming back off a, a long term knee injury, and he hasn't been as good this season off the back of that injury. So I think it would be a huge risk um, to do it. But if you got the option of bringing him in to play with or play instead of and rotate and gradually integrate him as a starter all day long. But as a swap, no, Eamon, not, not for me. Um, Ansgar says, I'm fine with Bertrand or Van Arnholt. It just makes sense to go get one of them. I agree with you. Uh, Kian says, my dad is a Southampton fan and he thinks Bertrand would suit Arsenal perfectly. Uh, Stephen says, uh, morning time players fit certain clubs and systems can adapt if they are intelligent enough and because the, the play... Because they play crap for one club does not necessarily mean they will play that for another club. And they could be great or vice versa. So there you go. It's it's just the way it is. Some players who play in one place go somewhere else and absolutely explode. It's just, it's just how it is sometimes. So you can't tarnish them all with the same brush of playing with one club. Uh, Philip says, if you're talking Fulham players, thoughts on Lookman as a second choice? I believe... I don't think he's Fulham's player. I still think he went on loan from RB Leipzig, as if I want to remember. I mean, my other half's a Charlton fan. Obviously, that's where Lookman came from originally, and she would be gutted to see him at Arsenal. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he, I think he's been okay. I, I don't think I don't think there's any point bringing in Lookman, though, when we've already got, say, Willock. I mean, if we're looking to sell Willock and we don't think Willock's good enough, Lookman, I'm not sure. I know they play slightly different roles and Lookman can play more of a wider position, but is Lookman that much better than what we've got? And is it worth spending any money on that player? I don't think it is. Um, I mean, it's not like you get the discount for him being relegated because he's not Fulham's player. So I, I don't think so. So he also says, Tom, what are your thoughts on Sander Berg for 12 million? Do it. Snap it up. 12 million is an absolute steal in this market. And it means you can still go out and get more central midfielders. Absolutely. If that's the case, if that's what he's worth, that's, if that's what the buyout is now, go and do it. It's, it's as simple as that. Um, we're going to wrap up there uh, for this morning. That gives you your half an hour of content at 8 a.m. every single day. Same time, same place, always. Makes this part of your morning routine. If you're in the East, you can make it part of your lunchtime, your mid-afternoon routine. And if you're in the West, 
and you can stay up really really late and watch us live as well or you can of course just tune in when you catch up when you do wake up as well thank you ever so much everyone for tuning in as always we're back a little bit later on today to go through the results of our arsenal keep or sell poll uh, which went out on twitter yesterday morning over eighteen thousand, i think people have voted on that now so it's going to be great to see the results and break down the data and give you and present you that in the way that i wanted to look into it and also we're going to hopefully write a piece on it as well at 101 great goals 2 where you can find all of my daily writing as well i'll see you a little bit later on today but it's been a pleasure to speak to you as always make sure you drop a like and subscribe and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a mcnuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection order now on the mcdonald's app for your mc delivery you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.